Welcome to The Hardcore Truth, where we discuss politics, society, and whatever else comes to mind. I'm your host, Rusty. Thanks for listening. Well, everybody, it's the end of another week, um, beginning of another one, and um, I just uh, wanted to say I hope you guys had a pleasant week and a good weekend. Um, I'm going to start the show off like I normally do, and that's thanking each and every one of you for taking the time out of your busy lives to uh, stop and listen to this little podcast that I do. Um, It means a lot to me that you guys do that. Um, I just want to say thank you. Without you guys, I couldn't do this. And uh, you guys keep listening, and I'll just uh, keep ranting on the things that, uh, you know, that are affecting us every day. So with that being said, let's go ahead and jump into it. Um, On past episodes, I have said this and I'll keep saying it over and over and over. It starts and ends with education. I don't have to tell you that the so-called education system in this country is a joke. All right. We already know that it is. The irresponsibility of a lot of educators in America pushing the lie of how socialism, communism, and Marxism as an ideal government and society, it's just that irresponsible and utterly insane. These are the same people who are pushing this kind of government and this kind of perfect society have no idea what the hell they're talking about. They've never lived under it. They've never had to try and escape something as horrible as an oppressive government such as this presents. Okay. That's obvious. It's painfully obvious. But, you know, this isn't, this isn't a new thing, okay? This whole idea has been going on for 100 years. And it just, and like I said, it didn't just start. It actually started with our first socialist president, which was Woodrow Wilson. Fun fact about Woodrow Wilson. Woodrow Wilson, not only was he a, was a socialist, he was also a diehard racist, okay? He was. This isn't just me making things up. This is actual fact. Look it up. One of the things that he actually did was actually show a video to people that he personally invited to the White House to premiere a movie called uh, The Birth of a Nation. Okay? And what this was was actually a very pro, very Ku Klux Klan friendly film. A president of the United States, a sitting president of the United States was showing this, showing this off and talking about how great this movie was. But he wasn't the only one who was a socialist. No. Let's not forget about FDR. FDR was a, was a very hardcore socialist. The only, the only thing that I have to point out is the New Deal. Or as I like to call the deal that screwed America because that's what it did. He was a socialist. So like I said, this, this whole socialism of America isn't a, isn't a new idea. This has been something that has been trying to happen for a long time. Right? And then you have so-called educators in the country who try to defend those ideas without knowing anything about it. Never having to have lived under it or anything like this, but yet yet these are the ones who are shaping the minds of our children and trying to fill their heads with this nonsense. 
Okay? I mean, you... It's absurd. It's an absurd, ridiculous thing to even, even think. How is the most oppressive form of government ever known to man supposed to make everything better? It literally makes zero sense. And the fact that they think if this were to occur, that they would be safe is utterly insane as well. Because the minute that they screw up, well, they're disappeared. People who try to push this idea, try to push this this nonsense of socialism have never experienced it for themselves in real life. What really kind of cracks me up about the whole thing is you have people, and I have known people who have actually lived under this, okay? They have actually lived under this kind of system. You have people who try to warn you and say, look, this is not what you want. This is not what you think think it is. And the snot-nosed, know-it-all generation that is prevalent in this country nowadays just tell those people to feel the burn while wearing their Bernie Sanders shirt or their Che Guevara shirt and have no idea what the hell they're talking about, okay? They're literally telling people who have fled an oppressive government to come to the United States where they didn't have to live in fear or have to live in, you know, have to live in fear for their family or wondered where they were going to get food next. They came here because they don't have to worry about that. And once they try to warn people about what these other people are trying to push in this country, they're told to shut up because they don't know what they're talking about. But yet they're the ones who actually live through this shit. Okay? And like I said, what it all boils down to is the education or the lack of in this country about things like this. And trust me, like I said, you know, this has all been done by design. Okay? People who don't know their history are, are doomed to repeat it. And we're seeing that right now. Now, it may not be our history. It may be the history that they're trying to relive in 1917 in Russia. Because they bought into the lie. That communism actually cares about the people, which they don't. And the people who are pushing this idea, the, you know, the people who want this kind of thing, they're useful idiots anyways. Because the, the moment that this oppressive government would actually take over, they're the first people to go. It was the same thing that happened during the Bolshevik Revolution. Those people who actually helped the communists ascend to power were done away with. They were killed off. You don't think that wasn't done by design? Of course it was done by design. But yeah, you know, you had these good little Marxists running around preaching about this and you have the political elite who want this, who are trying to back this and try to make this occur in the United States, sit back and laugh. And they can't believe how stupid us Americans are. 
Because let's face it, the people who are pushing this kind of government, they're not American anyway. And I know that's a very, I don't know, nationalist thing to say. But it's true. It, it's, it's 100% true. Why, I mean, why else would you think that it's not? I don't know. Um, but they don't, they don't, you know, like I said, the people who are pushing this haven't the slightest clue what it is, what it's like to live under something like that. And I I also find it very funny as well that the so-called anarchists that are running around, the ones who hate any and all kinds of uh, forms of government are the same ones who are supporting communism, which cracks me up because I'm sorry I thought an anarchist didn't support any kind of government. But yet, you're willing to support the most oppressive form of government. Doesn't make any sense to me. But if you look at it at a broader spectrum and under a microscope, you know, a, under a microscope with a broader spectrum, sorry, it makes perfect sense. These are the types of people that are being used to push this kind of government. They are useful idiots. These people are useful idiots. But I digress. I went on a tangent on that. I apologize. So um, the biggest lie that's being pushed is how this type of society an oppressive form of government is one of benevolence focused on the struggle of the working class and the poor and social equality. That's total bullshit. It's not. It's not. Because what's the one thing that, uh, that always occurs when a government such as this comes to power? The first thing that happens is everybody's stripped of everything. Private property's gone. The right to defend yourself is gone. Your freedom of speech is gone. Yeah, everybody's equal, but they're equal under oppression. That's the point. There is equality, but it's equal under oppression. The very first thing that a tyrannical government would do, the first thing they do is they go in and they strip the populace the right to defend themselves. That's gone. 100% gone. The second thing that they do, that they go in and they strip your your freedom of speech. Because without without the right to defend yourself, you can't defend your freedom of speech. It goes hand in hand. There is a reason why in our Constitution... That the right to keep and bear arms is the second amendment. Because without the, without the second, you cannot have the first. And see, that's one thing I don't understand about this country. It is the, it is the duty of anyone who enjoys and loves liberty. It is their duty To take down a tyrannical government, dismantle it, if they feel that that government is becoming too tyrannical. Well, we're seeing it right now. So where the hell is everybody? And you're getting it on both sides of the spectrum here, not just one. 
you have one side of the government that literally supports what we're seeing in the streets. And what we're seeing in the, in the streets is a di- direct cause of the lack and understanding of history. Okay? But you have one side of the government who supports all of this. Then you have the other side of the government who is too afraid to do a damn thing about it. And it's disgusting. So where does that leave us? What are we supposed to do? It is quite obvious to me and quite obvious to a lot of people in this country that the government has reached a point where it needs to be taken down. And it needs to start over. If we are going to be forced to live under a government, it should be a government of on our terms. It should go back to its original idea. As limited and small as possible. Instead of this grotesque thing that we see now. It doesn't make any sense. And I know it doesn't make any sense to the average U.S. citizen in this country. But why? The question that I want to want an answer to is why do we tolerate this bullshit? Why do we do this? Why do we just stand around with our thumbs up our ass and expect somebody else to take care of it? Why are we forced to accept what we have now? Ignorance. That's what it is. It's ignorance. And I don't know about you. But me personally, I am sick and tired of seeing all the virtue signaling that's occurring in this country right now. And I know that is that's a phrase that's often coined by the right. But in this aspect, it fits. I will be the first to say that slavery was the darkest period in this country's history. No man, no individual has the right to own another individual. But unfortunately, in this country, at a time, it happened. There was a war fought over it. Granted, that war wasn't that, you know, that war wasn't fought only over that one thing. It was actually a lot of other things put into that But yet it was still a part of it. A war was fought over it. A president was assassinated over stopping the ownership of individuals. But the one thing that I am sick and tired of seeing is that all these corporations, all these multi-billion dollar corporations, now all of a sudden give a shit They could care less. And that's the 100% truth. Okay. They didn't care back then. Chances are they don't care now. But as long as they're putting money into, you know, putting money into this cause, it makes them look good. Okay. And that's the one thing that I don't understand. It's the one thing that I don't understand. 
is why aren't these corporations being called out on this? When there was, when there was an actual problem in this country with inequality, because there was, I'm not even going to lie. And it still happened quite up to recent times. It did in one form of an, you know, one form and another. Where were they then? Why does it take violence in the streets in order for these companies to give a damn? Because I could tell you, they don't. It's all about image. It's all about how much money they can make off of it. And here's an interesting thing. And here's a question. Here's an answer to a question that I would like to get. You have one corporation who their spokesperson talks about how much this country is bad. And all the things that, you know, this country has done is evil and everything like that. And we have to atone and everything. But yet he's being paid millions upon millions of dollars in order to say all this stuff. And he's talking about how bad this country is and everything like that, you know, which is well and well within his right to do as an American. But yet he's the spokesperson of a company who has been busted many times over for having slave labor make their products. Where's his stand on that? Not only that. Why is it only in this country when it's still happening around the world? In certain parts of the world, excuse me. Mainly the Middle East, parts in Africa. There's still slavery going on there. So why is only America an evil place? Why doesn't he speak out about places like that? In many places in China, and actually in all of China, because it's a communist country, the people who are making the money, uh, making the product that he is trying to push for the company that he's the spokesperson for. Those people don't get paid shit. Those people are working in inhumane, in unsafe conditions. But you don't hear him talking about that. Why? Because it doesn't fit the narrative. All you need to know is that America's bad. America's evil. We need to tear it down and rebuild it into this utopia where everybody gets along. And if everybody doesn't get along, then we'll make them get along. And see, that's what this is all about. That's what it's all about. Right there. People will get along or else. And then again, it goes back to the original point. It is the lack of education in this country. You have, and it's been going on for a long time, you have people who actually rewrite history to, to fulfill an agenda. And, and this is the byproduct of that. This right here is the byproduct of what we are seeing right now. But like I asked before, where in the hell are the people who are, who say that they are protecting America? Where the hell are they? I'm talking about the politicians. Now, 
I don't trust politicians for a very good reason. Much like a lawyer, they're paid to lie. That's what they do. They lie. They lie to in order to gain power. They lie in order to push agendas. That's their job. That's what they do. But now I think it's time that we, the American people, need to call these people out. Your job is supposed to supposedly protect the American way of life. Where the hell are you? Why, why all of a sudden have you, have you turned into a jellyfish? Where the hell is your backbone? I mean, for Christ's sakes, the King of England implemented a 3% tax on tea on the colonists. When that happened, they boarded the ships, broke the lock on the door, and threw that shit in the harbor because they were pissed off. Now, we have 33% in taxes, and we're not doing a goddamn thing about it. Why? Complacency. That's why. To me, all of this makes perfect sense because I see the end game. I see the I, I see what's happening. I see the end goal here. Okay, they have all these things that are occurring all at once, and it, and it splits people. It splits all people, people who have been friends for years, family members. It is literally the destruction of everything that we have worked hard as Americans to accomplish. The average American doesn't care about skin color. The average American doesn't care what, you know, who decides to marry who. The average American does not care about anything except for the things that disrupt the American way of life. It doesn't matter. But you have these things that are being created. You have these situations that are being created to divide the people in this country. Because there is strength in numbers. And these people are vastly outnumbered when, we're, when, when we are united. So what they do, what do they do? They create scenarios and they create situations in order to keep us divided, to keep us distracted of what's actually going on. If we, the people of the United States of America, were to wake the hell up one day and realize what is going on, this shit would stop in a heartbeat. But we don't. We're all asleep. We're all buying into the great lie of what's being pushed towards us. Race relations in this country were, they weren't fantastic, but they weren't horrible neither. People genuinely got along with one another. It wasn't like the 1930s when the Democrats were filled with the Klan. And I'm sorry, that's history. Look at the Democratic... um, um, I'm sorry, I forgot the word here. Um, oh, damn, I'm sorry, I lost, I lost it. <laughs> um, 
convention. Sorry, I apologize for that. Look at the Democratic Convention of 1930. God. I believe it was 1938. They literally invited the Ku Klux Klan. Why is that? Because I could tell you throughout history, you want to. That's one thing I want to talk about. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm sorry. They talk about how there's Klan members in, 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 um, in government nowadays. There's been Klan members in, in the government for a long, long time. And here's an interesting fact. Nine, there, were, there was 19 confirmed Klan members in the, federal, in, in the government. From the late 1800s all the way up until the 1960s. 19. 17 of them were Democrats. Don't believe me? Look it up. That's history, but that's something that they don't want you to know. Now, I'm not saying the Republicans are innocent because they're not. Because the, the Republicans have had, has done some very questionable, very... Messed up things. But it's not just a Republican problem. That right there. That little, infor- that little tidbit of information that I told you. Out of 19 confirmed members of government from the, from the 1880s to the 1930s. That were in the Ku Klux Klan. Nine, or 17 of them were Democrats. Confirmed Democrats. They were senators. They were governors. They were Supreme Court justices. And while we're on the topic. And I will say this again. Slavery in the United States was a very dark period of time. One period of time which should never be forgotten. And it never will be forgotten. With that being said, erasing our history, tearing down statues, isn't going to change a goddamn thing. So why the hell is it happening? Why are we allowing allowing this to happen? This isn't a race thing. It's not. Because if it was... Statues such as uh, Frank, uh, statues such as Frederick Douglass's statue wouldn't be torn down. The the statues of other abolitionists wouldn't be torn down. If this was an actual race issue, the only statues that would be uh, torn down would be those statues, and it's not. So that goes to show you right there. That the fact that this whole basis of them saying that this is a racism issue in the United States is total bullshit. Because if it was an actual racist problem in this country, it would only be those statues being torn down. But it's not. We don't have a racism problem in this country as much as they say we do. Not, I'm not saying that it doesn't happen in this country. Of course it happens in this country. 
It happens everywhere throughout the world. But these people will have you believe that the Klan are, are riding around in the streets like they did in the 30s. Well, that's not true. That's not happening. That's not what's happening. Because nowadays, if it was happening, those people would be shot. Simple as that. And rightfully so, they, uh, rightfully so, they should be shot. But that's not what's happening in this country right now. No. This is just a guise. This is just, this is just a cover. They're using this for a different cause. Now, I did warn you. I called this a few episodes back. What started out to be a rightful protest of the injustice that, that occurred has now been hijacked in the original point of those peaceful protests has been taken over with something else. This has no longer, this is no longer an issue of police brutality in this country because it has been hijacked by a different cause. And that cause is to spread Marxism in this country. You don't believe me. There's interviews. There, there are plenty of interviews circulating around about saying that this is the end game. This is what they want. They want Marxism in this country. This is where we're heading, folks. And it's where we're heading is nowhere good. It's nowhere good. Because once this, once this happens, once this kind of oppressive government forms and takes over in this country, the things that they said that they stand for, the people that they stand for, they forget. As I've said, these people say that they are for the working class and the poor and they're for social equality. The first thing that happens is the working class, they get pinched harder. They're forced to work harder for less pay because now everybody's equal and the government provides everything. And like I said, you don't need to own anything. So therefore, you don't need to pay for anything because the government will provide for you. So no, no longer do you have to work, worry about that, but you're expected to work 10 times harder. Okay, it's all about production. That's all it is. Everybody becomes poor. Except for the ones who are in power. And it's funny to me because, you know, they preach about how how capitalism is evil and it only produces greed. Well, so does communism, because the only people who have any kind of money are those who are in government. They're the ones who gives, you know, give themselves raises. They're the ones who have 
the best of everything, the best housing, the best vehicles, you know, the best food. They have higher food rations. And that's another thing that comes in with an oppressive form of government. You have to start rationing your food. You don't believe me? Again, look it up. Look it up. One interesting piece of history that I'm sure that has been buried that not a lot of people know was the uh, the Great Famine in the Ukraine between 1934 and um, 1935. That resulted in the deaths of between three to five million Ukrainians. The main cause of this was starvation and disease because Joseph Stalin decided that whatever all the grain that was grown in the Ukraine now belonged to Russia. And like I said, the result of that was mass starvation and disease and cannibalism. A period in history, in Ukrainian history, that is so um, upsetting that it's still a very sore subject to talk about still to this day. That is the kind of thing that communism brings. That is the kind of thing that they want to happen here. They want to seize the means of production where everybody will be equal. Yeah, we'll be equal, all right. Everybody will be equally oppressed and poor under a government such as this. Remember, like I said, the first thing that goes when an oppressive form of government such as this gains power is your right to defend yourself and your property. Not only that, your property, private property goes away because it's all in a collective. It belongs to everyone. Well, it doesn't work that way. That's not how the real world works. The second thing to go after that is freedom of speech. That's how this happens. And it will happen. So the people who are pushing this, the people who are wanting for this to happen in the United States have zero idea what the hell they're talking about. They have no idea what it's like to live under something like that. And anyone who has half a brain and has spent any time studying history knows. They know communism is a lie. Sure, it looks great on paper. Absolutely. Everybody has a fair chance. Everybody has, you know, this. Everybody has that. Nobody's in, you know, short need of this or that. But once you put it into practice, things like greed and corruption start occurring. And nothing is done about that greed and corruption because the ones who are doing the greed and who are the ones who are corrupt are the ones who are making the laws for everybody else. Okay. But they conveniently leave that out. They'll tell you, well, that's not real communism. Yeah, well, anytime that it's been implemented, why is it the same thing that happens over and over again? Because this is what happens when you implement something like this. 
but they're not going to tell you that. It's the same thing that you heard about the, the autonomous zone out in Seattle, CHOP, okay? Once that started and once it had been going on for, you know, for a few days to a week, they were calling it great. You know, this is great. You know, this is what it should be like, you know, blah, blah, blah. But by the time that people were getting killed and that, you know, white people were being charged taxes for being whites and that there was actually, there was obvious segregation that was going on there, you started to see where things were starting to happen. And then once it failed, they turned around real quick and said, that wasn't real communism or that wasn't real socialism. Yeah, no, that's what socialism is right there. That was a prime example of it right there. It's the same thing that's happening in Atlanta right now. It's the same exact thing. These, these two instances were not different. Like I said, this is the planned death of America. Everything that I had just pointed out before, it's, 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 I'm going to show you where it all makes sense. Okay? With the institution of activist judges and the pro-Marxist elite, they are the ones who are in the position to make the changes necessary to shift the balance in order to tear down the Constitution and the way of life we know as Americans. These are the ones who are controlled. These are the ones who have the power. These are the ones who are the ones who can make these things happen. Okay, yes, I understand that in order for the Second Amendment to go away, there's a lot of things that need to happen. One in which there has to be a treaty made with the UN and so on and so forth. There's, there's a lot that could happen there, okay? But let's face it, legally they can't get rid of it. So what are they going to do? They're going to they're gonna constrict it as much as possible, okay? They're going to start passing unconstitutional laws. They're going to make it that much harder for people to buy Firearms are going to make it that much harder for people to buy ammunition, okay? And with all the regulations and all the laws that go along with it, they're going to try to force people out of it, okay? That's what they're going to try to do. They have been trying to do that for a long time. They're still pushing it, right? So... The purpose of this, of course, is control, that's no secret. Whether it's this government or the government that they're trying to implement, it's about control. Again, you take away the right to people, you take away the right of people to protect themselves and to protect their liberty. You can also take away their freedom of speech. Because you can't have one without the other. The second defends the first. Without the second, you don't have the First Amendment. This is painfully obvious. Everybody who knows the Constitution, anybody who values and loves liberty knows that. And that is, that's not only specific to here. That's anywhere. That's anywhere where anyone desires liberty and desires to be free.
right? What we are seeing, and this is something that I really wanted to point out and highlight, what we are seeing with the riots, the takeover of whole city blocks and more is an intimidation tactic designed to keep the people in check. So with all of that, if you have people doing this in cities, in the country, obviously it's going to concern quite a few people because it shows them, it, sh- it shows them as a force bigger than what they really are. So the whole idea here is to scare the living hell out of people who would stand up against people like this. In their mind, they think if they can go ahead and take over whole city blocks, that nobody's going to stand up to them, right? But here's the problem with that. They're only doing this kind of thing in areas that support this kind of behavior. If they were trying to do, if they were to try to do this anywhere that doesn't support this kind of behavior, it would be quelled and put down real quick. So the whole idea is, well, you know, you look at it and they say, well, these people can do this with, with, you know, six city blocks or three city blocks or whatever. It looks scary, right? Well, of course it's scary. But the thing that you're not seeing is, like I said, they're only doing this in places where they know they can get away with it and this kind of behavior is being supported. Look at, for instance, CHOP or CHAZ or whatever the hell you want to call it, Seattle, okay? What was going on there, right? The reason they were able to do it was because the mayor of Seattle supported them. That Those aren't my words. She came out and said it in an interview on CNN. It was on television. The governor was allowing this to happen. The only reason why it came to, why it came to an end is because they decided to go after the mayor's home. That's when she decided to put an end to it because now it wasn't just the, you know, the people that she could care less about that this was happening to. They were coming after her, someone who had power. So she got pissed off because they were coming after her power. They were coming after her authority. She was willing to play ball with these people and give them whatever they wanted, whatever demands that they wanted. I mean, hell, she even, I think it was the governor, was actually paying for the food that was going in there. They supported it. But like I said, once they started coming after those who were actually in positions of power, that's when those who were in power changed their tune real quick. Because if you looked at what happened, once they sent in the police to take care of this, it was put down relatively quick. Now, this whole situation had gone on for weeks. And it really makes you think, why wasn't this done sooner? If this went down as quick as it did, why wasn't this done sooner? It's because it was government sanctioned. 
the government of that of that city allowed it to happen. They were trying to send a message. They were trying to send the message that we can take over wherever we want. But what screwed up was the mere fact that the people that she supported showed their true colors. She was all willing to support and go along with them and fund them as long as they left her alone. But that didn't happen. They turned on her. And when they turned on her, that's when she got pissed off. And that's when she sent in the police and had them put this down. This was a this was a dry run. That's what this was. This was a trial run of communism. And again, it failed. It failed. You cannot tell me there has not been an example of when this kind of governance was successful. And before you want to go ahead and point out the fact of Scandinavia, just shut the hell up. Because that didn't work either. That that didn't work either. I mean, how you had, I think it was Denmark, who actually turned into a very high, uh, um, highly um, socialist nation. Their entire government quit. Because they couldn't afford things anymore. So they quit. Again, failed. You want to talk about Sweden. You want to talk about how Sweden is, you know, so great and everything like that. That's well and good. Their taxes are through the roof. Their gasoline is through the, the price of gasoline is through the roof. The reason why people bicycle everywhere is because they can't afford to put gas in their cars. Okay. Well, they got universal health care. That's well and good unless you need something serious done. Yeah, it's great if you break your arm. But if you need a heart transplant or if you need cancer treatment, you're out of luck. Because it's the same thing that's happening in Canada right now. Their health care system is tanking because it's universal health care. This is the kind of thing that, that they want in this country. This is what they want to implement. You implement this, I'm gonna, I can guarantee you. I can guarantee you. That you will experience more civil unrest than you have ever seen. Because people are going to get tired of it. Very fast. Very fast. You're going to have a government who is so overreaching, more so than they are now. I can guarantee it. I don't know, folks. I mean, it's just like I said. We are living in some very strange, very hard times. We are literally on the precipice of something disastrous in this country. We are. 
They always said that the great empires are always doomed to fail. My question is, is our turn coming a lot sooner than we think? If this kind of thing occurs or is, is, is occurring more and more, then the answer to that question is yes. But if something is done about it, if it, if it is actively resisted, if it's actively put down the way that it needs to be put down, because this is not where this is supposed to happen. This is not what the vast majority of this country wants. If nothing is being done to take care of this, then the downfall of this country is imminent. And it will occur a lot sooner than we think. Something needs to be done and something needs to be done now. You can't trust your government. You cannot trust them. They're in on this. They're literally showing you one thing with one hand while the other one is stabbing you in the back with a knife. That's why I floated the idea earlier that something needs to be done about this government. It needs to go back to the way it was originally intended. Because it's quite obvious to me and it's quite obvious obvious to a lot of people that I know that this government has failed. It got way too big. It has become way too overreaching. To the point where they literally allow things that we are seeing right now to occur. I'm sorry, when you have so-called specialists that are working for the government saying that you're not allowed to do this because a because the pan you know the virus that's worldwide could spread even worse but in the same breath support the rioting in this country It doesn't make sense. It, 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 it makes perfect sense where this is, where this is all heading. You literally have them saying, you can't, you can't do this and whatever it is that you want to do. But as long as it's your protesting and rioting, you're fine. You know, the, the you know, Corona won't spread. I mean, give me a break, people. They're not even trying to hide it anymore. They're literally waving it in our face, putting it right in, putting our nose right into it because they know we're not going to do anything about it. If you're not concerned, you need to be. If you're not pissed off, You should be. Now, I know I've covered a lot of things in this episode. And hopefully it really makes you think. 
I really hope that I did my job in presenting facts to you and really made you think about some of the things that I've said tonight. Um, that's my whole purpose and my whole goal with doing this podcast is to make people think and to start a conversation and to get information out. Because let's face it, there's not a, you can't really trust hardly anything anymore. So the best that I could do is present you this information in the most honest way possible. And like I said, I hope it helps you in any way, shape, or form. We need to, we, we need to fix this. We need to turn this around before it's way too late. I'm not willing to give up. I love this country. I love the things that it stands for. I love my rights. I love my freedom. I love my liberty. So should each and every one of you. Because in the end, that's all we want is to be free. To be able to do what we do as we do. Just as long as it's not harming or hurting anyone else. And for the vast, vast, vast majority of the people in this country, that's, that's the same thing that they think. We just want to be left alone. We just want to be able to live our lives the way we see fit. I don't know, y'all. I don't know. Like I said, we need to turn this around. Before it's way too late. So. That's uh, that's all I have for you tonight. Um, hopefully this will spark a conversation. Hopefully it'll start. You know. Getting you to uh, look at things. Look things up. Do you know. Do research on your own. And start. Spreading that information. And Hopefully. Things will change and change for the good. Because Christ knows we need it. Christ knows we need it. We need to put down all this bullshit. And we need to put down, we need to put it down fast. We need to take our country back. And live as one united all people of all backgrounds, of all races, of all creeds, going back and just being Americans again. Just being decent people to one another. And telling an overreaching, overbearing government to go pound sand, to go straight to hell. We the people need to put our government back into its place. Or we won't be free for very much longer. Well, that's all I have for you guys tonight. So hopefully, like I said, hopefully something will come out of it. Something good will come out of it. But until next week, where we, when we meet again and talk about things, I hope you, uh, each and every one of you have a good week. Be safe. Stay vigilant. And stay informed. Because 
As corny as it sounds, knowledge is power. It is. With that being said, I'm your host, Rusty. Just stay, stay on guard. Keep your guard up. Keep your nose to the air and your ear to the ground. Until next week, I'll talk to you then. Rusty out.